It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Join the conversation. Call 1-300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Welcome to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Hello and welcome to the show and go on Sunday mornings on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and three-time Rugby World Cup player, Drew Mitchell. Drew Mitchell, it's a pretty special day today. Mate, it is a special day for all mothers out there, all of our mothers listening. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. I hope you're getting spoiled by your loved ones and... um yeah, and I think we're going to have a chat to our mums maybe coming up. Yeah, we might um, we might check in with our mothers and, and see if they're true listeners of the show and we can we can test them in that way. Oh, but come uh, on, we're bringing them up to say happy Mother's Day, not course. to test. It's not a test. Oh, yeah, it's never a test. It's never a test, but sometimes it is, mate, especially when it comes to rugby. Now, huge week in rugby, Drew. Again, super rugby, women's rugby, shoot shield, everything is going on. Uh, leading into a big Wallabies campaign and, and obviously Wallaroos campaign as they head over to uh, over to New Zealand. But wow, there's some there's some really great results for Australian rugby, uh, but some really decent footy being played. Yeah, look, there's so much footy, like you say, um, all those different competitions, uh, even not just locally here in Shoot Shield, and and obviously the the different club t- uh, competitions throughout the country, Super Rugby level, um, the women's, like you say, were really strong. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. European action as well. There's yeah. just so much rugby, which is yeah, it's pretty good. And there's a bit more rugby coming up on Mother's Day as well with the Hurricanes versus Fiji and Drua uh, this afternoon, which will, will be exciting. So, look, why don't, why, don't we, uh, why don't we touch base with our mothers now, sure. Drew? It is Mother's Day after all. Do you mind give, giving my mother a call on, on her mobile now and uh, – Let's let let's see if she's listening to the show. If not, you know. And what's Mrs. Galvin's name? Michelle with one L. Michelle. There's no answer. Hi, Michelle speaking. Oh, hey, Mum. It's uh, it's Jimmy. How are you going? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, I stuffed up this morning. I missed the radio show. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it up today. I'm, I'm, I've actually I've actually found myself in Cronulla overnight. James? I'm kidding, Mum. You're live on the show and go on SEN. <laughs> I'm Hi, here Mrs. with Galvin. Drew. I just wanted to uh, wish you a happy Mother's Day, my dear. Oh, thank you. Look, just uh, wanted to, to, to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all your support, all the rugby games, and for for listening into the show as well. <laughs> Oh, our pleasure. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll Looking see... forward to seeing you too. I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'll have a present in hand. <laughs> see you in a bit, Mum. Well, I've got the cheese sitting out at room temperature and the champagne chilled, so I'm looking forward to spending it with my boys. Fantastic. I'll see you soon, Mum. Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Galvin. Have a lovely Oh, thank you very much, and, and to your mum too. Thank you. Yeah, well, we 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 may even just have a a, a quick check in with uh, with Drew's mum now. I know she is at work. She she yeah. works hard, your mum, doesn't she? Yeah, she works hard. Yeah, so she's uh, she's working today. So um, let's. I, I don't know if she's going to pick up. I haven't given her a heads up. So we'll just see if she can duck away and uh, and see if she can pick up. I'd be I'd be keen to um. I mean, I know your brother. Your brother's quite well. They came mm. down and played at Aqua Rugby. Yeah, we're keen to see who the, the favourite son in the family is. Okay, well, I'm happy to just ask her straight up. Here we go. No one answers. 
working hard. Oh, you reached Ah, uh, well, we've uh, we've we've just missed out on Drew's mum there, but you That's know what? You will have to make it up to her. And you know what? For that, she's not getting a present today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a huge show we've got coming up today. We've got Fraser McWright on the show, the Reds and Wallaby superstar, who has been in the news a lot for pushing for that number seven jersey uh, with Michael Hooper. <clears throat> We've got plenty to go over in our tight five after the break as well uh, and then having a look ahead uh, to, to matches to come as well as our Super Rugby wrap. So we've got a lot going on on the show and go today. Drew, let's, uh, let, let's get our, our listeners fired up. If you want to call into the show, if you want to text, text us through on 0457 736 736 or if you want to call in, 1300 01 1170. This is the show and go on Sundays with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. We'll be back after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to the show and go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. That's right. Welcome back to the show and go on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell. Drew, it is time for the tight five, the top five stories in world rugby at the moment. How are we going to kick it off, Drew? Well, look, it's, it's tough because there's so many uh, so many big stories, but I think it's, uh, it's fitting that we start with a huge performance from uh, our ladies in gold, the Wallaroos, getting it done over Fijiana, 36-19 uh, on Friday afternoon. Huge performance. First game that they've played since 2019. Huge. Yeah, it's it's a, a huge performance. I think 11 debutants mm-hmm. in there. Um, that Fijiana side have been playing together throughout the Super Rugby competition as yeah, well. Yeah, it was the majority of that team. They had a, um, a few players from outside of that squad yep. join them from Fiji. Also, a couple of players that were playing for other Super W teams as well joined them as well. So A strong the, outfit. Yeah, strong outfit. Uh, they'd been building combinations and cohesion throughout that Super W. But, um, yeah, really impressive performance from from our ladies. And, like, given the fact that it's 11 debutantes, uh, they haven't been together and haven't played a game in so long. Um, yeah, I was um, impressed with uh, the way they went about it, um, how convincing they were, and, and yeah, and the, and the level was, was fantastic. Well, it's nice to see some depth in, in women's rugby at that national level as well, mm-hmm. watching the Australian Barbarians team yep. <clears throat> uh, up against Japan put in a huge performance and uh, our Wallaroos do have a game against Japan on Tuesday night. Uh, uh, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday at Bonn University. Yep. I think it might be two o'clock. Yeah, it might be an afternoon yeah, game. Yeah, an afternoon game, and, yeah. And, and that's their last hit out before they get over to New Zealand to to, to face uh, the, the, the Kiwi side. And th- then we're going into a World Cup in around October. Yeah, so they've got a pretty, uh, pretty busy schedule before that. So they're playing um, the Kiwis, uh, the USA as well in like a bit of a, a, a pre-World Cup kind of tournament. So, yep, yep. you know, having not played for a long time, there's a pretty pretty busy schedule and, and that's a good thing going into a World Cup. You want to make sure that you've worked out um, all your combinations and, and all your, your style in which you want to play and, and what those sort of landmarks that you want to be, um, or trademarks rather, that you want to be sort of known for and, and the way that they go about their performances. But... Yeah, it's um, uh, it's pretty impressive. And look, Japan, Japan are going to be strong as well on Tuesday. So we did try and get a couple of the girls on the show today, but unfortunately, 
for us and for our listeners, mm. um, they're actually on the field training and preparing for that game in two days. So, um, yeah, it would have been good to chat to, to one of those girls, but we'll, we'll certainly have them on uh, in next week's show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got Richie Moanga on a plane last week. It, it might have been one, uh, one, one stretch too far. Yeah, I, look, I, I asked Sarah, I said, do you mind just like putting your, uh, you know, your mobile phone in your pocket when you're... When you're out there, or strapping it to your line out tape, yeah, line out leg <laughs> tape or something, but um, she just thought, in. yeah, she thought, uh, you know, she just made her debut on the weekend. She she might have to toe the line a little bit. No, congratulations to Sarah, a friend of the show. Next up on the tight five, Christian Leah Lifano um, hitting 1,000 points and uh, in the company of some Super Rugby greats there. Uh, what an achievement! What a story! You would have pl- probably played yeah. with and against Christian quite quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's just a a great uh, human being, and uh, you know, like aside from what he's achieved on the field, obviously it's been pretty well documented the the adversity in which he's had to overcome with his leukemia a few years ago, and uh, and you know, and I think it was it was just a really special moment. So his young fella, um, he ran the tee out to him yeah. for the record breaking kick. It was a penalty kick, and. Uh, hearing Christian speak after the game, he was meant to do it all game. But he looked up and his kid was in the stands. He thought, oh, he maybe got a little bit too shy. So he just sort of like, you know, forgot about it and just sort of was getting in the teeth from, from one of his, um, you know, the, the assistant coaches that were running the water out. And then all of a sudden the record-breaking one, his young fella comes out and then nah. he spoke about it, how obviously how special it was, but also how much pressure he felt to get it <laughs> in that moment. So I think Joe, Joe Wheeler that does the coverage over there for the Kiwis, he, he said, mate, to be honest, it wasn't the prettiest strike. It wasn't the best you've, yeah. you struck it all day. And he said, yeah, he was just so nervous about obviously having to do it right there in front of his son because it was sort of, you know, like the story, um, you know, around it and, and, and that moment. But, yeah, it was beautiful. It went through the posts and uh, he shared a nice little moment with his son. And, yeah. and the first player of Pacific Heritage as well to, to achieve a 1,000 points. So um, What an achievement. Yeah, did so much for the Brumbies at Super Rugby level, but now doing it doing it for the Moana Pacifica side. Yeah, and, and, and that Moana Pacifica side, I must say, watching the Waratahs game yesterday, which we will touch on later, it, it really does have a strong culture and a strong feel to it for, for a first-season franchise. And congratulations to the administrators yeah. and players for creating that. Yeah, absolutely. They've just touched it, you know, tapped into to what they're about and who they're about and, and why they um, – and what their why is. And that's what Christian sort of spoke about afterwards. They, you know, they, they know what their why is, what, what they – you know, why they go out there and, and do what they do and sacrifice, um, you know, things they need to, to to kind of put them in that position. So there's someone that's um, really in touch with their culture. Hey, um, we've just got a text through from Patsy in Paddington. That's a fantastic okay. combo. And I think this is a good point for one of our tight five stories. Mm-hmm. Michael che- Michael Checker is claiming that Argentina, who he's become new head coach, head coach of, of course, yeah. uh, can win this World Cup. Drew... Is Michael Checker dreaming or is this achievable? What are your thoughts on this? Because I don't know. It's a bit of a stretch in my eyes, Patsy. Well, yeah, well, I, I just think, well, what, what do we expect? Do we expect a head coach to come out who's just taken over the reins of a new na- national team and say, we're no chance? Like, of course. Like, if the first thing for any, for any team to be successful is, firstly, the coach has got to believe, the players have got to believe. And so, you know, it, it may be based on not a great deal at the moment, but... Look, they've got a good side. In, well, they've got a good squad. They haven't been performing for a long time. And that's a, a effectively why Mario Ledesma stood down because he wasn't getting the results after a couple of years at the, uh, at the, at the top. Um, they've got the, you know, the, the nucleus of a pretty good side there. And, and Michael Checker is coming in at the right time. Michael Checker's strength is getting a team that aren't performing well, bringing them together in a short period of time, getting them on track and getting results. That's what he did at 
um, at Leinster. That's what he did with the Wallabies in 2015. It's what he did Waratahs, with the Waratahs in 2014. Yeah. Maybe the, people can argue, you know, thereafter, but his impact straight up with a team that's underperforming and perhaps in a little disarray um, and not necessarily um, attaching themselves to the to their identity, that's, that is... Michael Checker's bread and butter. Would you say then Checker is a short-term fix coach? Would you not sign Checker on a long-term deal? Would you have have him come in, fix it up, set the foundations, move him on? Well, I just think, I mean, my my opinion on this is probably somewhat biased because I'd still mm. like him like to have him as a coach. You know mm. what I mean? Because I, I my experiences were, were positive, even though he and I, you know, would have some pretty blunt and uh, upfront kind of conversations overall my experience was really um was really positive i can understand that maybe long term it could get um maybe untenable if that's the word you want to use not not so much from a player's point of view i think more from the administrators because check is a guy that gets what he wants and yeah. he won't stop until he gets it so he might rub the board he might rub the ceo and those those types of people the chairman and those guys the, the wrong way because he won't stop at anything to get what he wants and what he feels like his men or his women depending on who he's coaching get what they deserve and i, I think if you if you begrudge that then you're a fool i think you know anyone that's going out there to get exactly what they need to get the job done um yeah, I, I think that's exactly the type of person you want in those roles. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, next up on the tight five, we have the Shoot Shield, the Sydney Shoot Shield. It is on fire this year. Yeah. This is the closest I've ever seen it. So let's just run through some of the results over the weekend. Uh, Moringa Rats over Eastern Suburbs by one point. At East. At East. Yeah. Beautiful ground down there. I, li- I like those artificial surfaces down there. No, they're awful. I, I they're awful to play on. They're awful well, for your I, body. I, I, I barely played on them. I like watching on them. They're not That's, good, you know. mate. They're not good. Anyone who's thinking about that or anyone in club administration, it is not good. Don't do it. It's, it's good from the stands with a beer in hand, Drew. Uh, <laughs> next up is the, the Hunter Wildfires. Yeah. Who came into the competition maybe one or two seasons ago. Up over Randwick, 41-38 at Randwick. That's huge. Huge. That's your your old club. Yeah. And Hunter, one of. the Hunter. I mean, I love seeing Hunter. Well, they they used to be known as, as Newcastle, Newcastle. Yep. Uh, back in the competition, getting those regional teams back in and, and seeing those results. That's that's huge from them against a, a, a very, very well-known shoot shield outfit. Yeah, a colleague of mine at stands, Morgan Turanui, the, the president down there at, at Randwick. He, uh, I saw on his Instagram yesterday posting, oh, how good Sunday afternoon footy. You know, down at Coogee, all, and then nothing after the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, Gordon, 24 over West, uh, West uh, you know, at West. West, we've seen some pretty poor results from this year, so that's actually a, a tighter game than expected. Uh, a big one from at the top of the table clash. Manly Marlins, 34 over Eastwood, 32. I was uh, watching that one down at Manly uh, over the weekend as well. And that was a, a tight game of rugby, a great crowd down there as well. Manly Marlins could be the real deal this year after some uh, some pretty lean years. They've got Phil Blake down in, in charge there at the Yeah, moment. right. Well, I'll tell you who else could be the real deal. These next guys, the two blues. I love it. <laughs> I love 28, it. 28-25 victors over Southern Districts. Three on the trot. That is three on the trot. I, I just think for Western Sydney rugby, this is the story we need. I saw a, a, a full-page spread of the two blues in the uh, <clears throat> in the Herald yesterday, and it is just great to see these guys running with it, getting those wins. And, mm. and, and I, I know it was a tough decision for administrators to, I suppose, f- 
usher Penrith out of the competition. Yeah. But has that done some, I suppose, good for Western Sydney rugby, getting all the talent into one pool and, and seeing these results where you see two Blues getting up over three points over Southern Districts? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not too sure in terms of the, the player movement if if, uh, if if the two Blues benefited from players that um, are no longer playing for Penrith. Uh, but whatever is happening out there is is working because... They are almost. You'd almost have to argue they're the form team at the moment. Oh, I, I, if they have a finals berth, we, we, we should do a live broadcast from out at that, and with two blues jerseys on, <laughs> I'll get on that bandwagon. And last off uh, was Sydney Uni with a seventeen to twelve win over Norse, and Norse are also playing incredible rugby this year as well. Yeah, and what I like about this is out of the six games, five of them were de- decided by five points or less, and the only other game was decided by ten points. So it's just a, it's a really even competition. There are teams. You know, beating one another, anyone like basically any game that you go into, it's hard to pick because it, any team at the moment, it's proving to be the case that any team can knock off any team. So it's a, it's an exciting year in the shoot shield. Well, and I, I think that's showing in, in in Super Rugby as well. I think across all competitions, we're seeing that that tight, fierce competition mm. and tough rugby. It's going to be interesting to well, see. I mean, there's a couple of blowouts on the weekend in Super Rugby Pacific. We'll get to that uh, a little we'll bit later. We'll get to that later. I, I think I know the ones. One, <laughs> one, one involving one of your former teams, Drew. But we do also have last on the tight five, the European Champions Cup. Some huge results overnight. Drew, you've played in this competition before. You know how hefty uh, that trophy is is and what it means in European rugby, uh, <laughs> kicking things off with Munster, drawing with Toulouse. Tell me about that one, Drew. So, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So Munster, the host team, um, meant to play down there in, uh, in, in Limerick, and unfortunately they couldn't play at home because Ed Sheeran had the stadium booked out. Oh, nice one, Ed. Yeah, so they had to go to Dublin and play it there. Um, still packed house crowd and, look, 24 all after the 80 minutes, 24 all after overtime. So they went to a penalty kickoff. So the makeup of this to win their way through to the semifinals of the European Champions Cup was a kickoff, much like uh, like football, soccer. Yep, yep. But it's uh, a kick from 22 metres out in front, then a kick from 22 metres out on the right-hand 15-metre line, left-hand 15-metre line, then back in the middle and repeat that until there's an effectively a, a winner. Players can have two kicks each. And so they, they, away they went. Um, the young fella Healy on the right-hand side touch, unfortunately for him, he missed two from that position. Oh and Connor Murray, the Irish international halfback, he missed his second shot from in front. So Toulouse progressed. Wow. And they're, they're, they're a great outfit this yeah. year, Toulouse. Romain well. Antemac, uh, the, the French 10. Antoine Dupont, the World Player of the Year, the halfback for France. They were just ice in their veins, just stood up put the ball down, knocked it over like it was just, yeah, you know, like nothing. it was a training drill and, and, uh, and Toulouse progressed. Well, next scenes. up was, uh, yeah, scenes, scenes. I, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, some of those European cup finals Actually, that you see. Just, just on that, um, Rory Arnold, uh, second row for Toulouse. Yeah. And also speaking of shoot shield, a lot of our listeners may know his locking partner, Manny Miafu, who played for Warringah Rats a number of years ago. He was a huge unit. He was Dubbed sort of the next Will Skelton and uh, wasn't getting a look in from the Waratahs at all, like about three years ago. Yeah. And so I, um, he signed with Toulouse and he was a bit nervous about going over there. Uh, you know, a Polynesian boy. And I, I called Jerome Kano, who was playing at Toulouse at the time. I said, Jerome, can you give this guy a call? He's a bit nervous about coming over and can you take him under your wing? And he's absolutely flourished in that environment. Oh, uh, that's a nice yeah. Story. So two, two, uh, two Aussie locks. 
yeah. uh, for the Toulouse um, team progressing through to the semifinals. Well, I'll tell you where there is another Aussie at the moment that's starting for Leicester in the next game in the European Champions Cup. Leicester versus Leinster went head-to-head overnight. Leinster getting the 23-14 win over Leicester. But Harry Potter, best name in world rugby, <laughs> um, Harry Potter, was uh, who was playing for Sydney mm. Uni last year, yep. has just flourished at Leicester. Well, after... I mean, of course he's going to, f- Harry Potter's going to flourish in England. Yeah. <laughs> he flourishes. Well, yeah. Is, is, is he a muggle? Is he a muggle uh, or not? I think you're a muggle. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a wizard. I'm from Gryffindor. Uh, I'm from Hufflepuff. Actually, yeah, you would be from yeah. Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably more Slytherin, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I've seen you some Anyway, weekend. we digress. Uh, but uh, he's playing incredible rugby over yeah. there. Stepping and moving his way over, finding finding tries I, I and, and, and going from Shoot Shield to, to European Champions Cup. Good on him. I heard that um, Eddie Jones has an eye on a couple of young Aussie boys over there to perhaps maybe play them in the England squad at some point. So that, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, watch this space. He could be one of them. The next one, Lara Shell, Victor's 31-19 over Montpellier. Uh, Brendan Pyengramosa was on the bench for Montpellier, but he's they bowed out. And then the, the oh, like tonight... Sometime tonight, it's mid, early, uh, early morning. Believe, yeah, yeah, it's um, Racing 92 versus Sale. So, uh, Kurtley Beal, he's Your not man, playing. Kirtley. Yeah, he's not playing. He's, uh, he's probably another week or two away from What's playing. What's he done? Um, I believe it's his quad, but nothing, nothing too crazy. But he'll be back soon. Um, but just news through the week for him, I'm going to be an uncle again because he and his beautiful wife, Maddie, are having a, a little baby boy. Oh, congratulations to yeah. Kurtley. And, and he's due back here uh, well, I mean, when, when, when is he going well, to dep- be back It depends here? how deep uh, Racing go in both this European Champions Cup, but also uh, the top 14, the top 14, the French domestic competition. So once Racing finish up there, then they'll make their way home. They're pretty keen to get home and, uh, you know, reacquaint themselves with their family and their friends. And, uh, and, and he's ready to get stuck back in here in um, rugby in Australia. So that will, that will be, if Kirtley comes back and makes the World Cup squad next year, which you'd imagine he would with the experience he, he has, he'll be topping you for World Cups. That'll be his fourth World Cup. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. Well, mate, like, you know, considering how early he came on and hit the scene and, uh, you know, like, I'm just super proud of, um, yeah, the way he's gone about it and, Yeah. Let's yeah. hope. Let's hope he makes it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, we've got the news coming up. Before we do, a shout out to one of our listeners, Bennett, who's listening from hospital hospital today. A shout out to you, mate. I hope you're feeling better soon, and uh, we we uh, we we love you, mate. Thanks for listening to the show. This is the show and go on Sunday mornings with Drew Mitchell and Jimmy Galvin. We'll be coming up right again just after the news, my friends. So stay on the line. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEM. Welcome back to The Show and Go on SEM with myself, Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell. Drew, we've got a pretty special guest coming up next on The Show and Go. Uh, someone who has been absolutely killing it this year and uh, every, newspaper, every newspaper or every rugby article I seem to pick up, it's Fraser McWright from up at the Queensland Reds. Welcome to the show and go, Fraser. Thanks, guys, for having me. Mate, massive, massive season so far. And uh, you must be a, a, a tough loss, obviously, on Friday night, but you look like you're enjoying your rugby. Yeah, it's um, obviously it's good to string on some uh, good games and getting some uh, nice purple patch of form, I suppose. But, yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit different, I suppose, when you're losing, when especially the past three games against the New Zealand sides. Like, we've been so close. So I don't feel like it's uh, 
it's that great at the moment in terms of like I don't really care so much about how I'm playing. It's it's obviously it's great, but we just need to get some more wins. Mate, firstly, I just want to say thanks so much for taking some time out today. I understand you're actually out of brunch for for Mother's Day. Did you, yeah. uh, what what, yeah. what did you get, Mrs. McWright, for for Mother's Day? Yeah, I got mum uh, some flowers for me and my brother and my sister, nice. and then uh, we got us some uh, like face uh, facials from uh, oh, you nice know beauty stuff. spa. So oh, nice stuff. little voucher and. Yeah. And you on the mimosas already? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> training tomorrow, mate. So if I had it yesterday, maybe, but no, a few coffees and eggs here. Yeah, mate. What? And, and just talk us through, like, like you just mentioned there, a couple of tough losses um, on the trot from the Kiwi teams. What is it, do you think, that just what's the small little adaptations that you guys need to employ to kind of get those wins uh, against these teams? Uh, look, I think we've been starting really well in the past three games. We've been... We've been leading after 30, well, even a half, and but 30, 35 minutes, like really well. And it's that last five to 10 minutes into half time and after half time mm. that's really letting us down. And uh, we've addressed it as a group, but I think it's more about just coming together at those times and, and, and you know, reconnecting and just establishing that. If you make a mistake and if you just think, oh, we've, you know, it's half time or anything like that, they'll burn you. And that's what they've done. Like they've been able to put quick points on us when when we've probably let let go of the gas pedal. So I think moving forward, obviously, it's, uh, we've got some pretty tough games coming up with the Blues and the Crusaders in, in, in New Zealand. So for us, it's about still rocking up, you know, ready to ready to go and knowing and having belief in ourselves that we can win because we can. Yeah. And uh, just trying to get some confidence back in the team. I think we've got some, some uh, you know, some guys to come back. I think, you know, uh, Rabs and, and um, Hunter, I think they're expected to come back. So... Hopefully they can bring some life into the team. Razor, it, it seems that combinations are, are really crucial in that Reds team. You, you have uh, Tate and, and James O'Connor in the halves there, but where you seem to really be enjoying yourself is playing with Harry, Harry Wilson uh, and also Angus Scott Young. How, how important are those combos to you uh, as you play in your position? Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty important um, for myself. I like to, as a, as a seven, run around and get some some touches and, and get the ball in my hands but I think it only really works well is when um, yeah, you get two other back rows like Wilson and whoever fills that six jersey to you know take a lot of carries and, and means I get to roam and, and have, have a bit of freedom and you know playing with Big Wilson I've, I've been playing with him since you know I was about you know 10 or 12 so um, yeah we, we get along like a house on fire and you know, it's like one of my best mates so when we go out there together we just we feed off each other and, you know, whether he is, I try to be and I think vice versa. So uh, I think it just, yeah, helps me, you know, being able to just run around and I don't really need to stress too much about getting whacked. In the, with big carries, they take it all the brunt for me. So I'm pretty lucky in that regard. Mate, you just mentioned your good mate, Harry Wilson there. Unfortunately, he picked up a bit of a head knock on the weekend. Looked like he was uh, was having an early night sleep. But how is he? Is he yeah. okay? Yeah, he's all right. He's... um. He's passed all his uh, HIA yeah. stuff, and he's not sore or anything like that. Obviously, he was a bit scary on the field. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he went, to, you know, had a little bit of a snooze there. But um, you know, that's the great thing about Harry. He always puts his uh, foot in the line, and <laughs> we have a little joke. He actually <laughs> held on to that ball when the week before <laughs> I, I dropped it. So um, yeah, he's he's in good spirits at the moment. So I think and I'm not sure what will happen because you've got an extra day, week. right? Yeah, you've got an extra day in in, uh, yeah. in, in this build-up, so it might work in his favour. Yeah, exactly. I'm not too sure what the go is there, but well, all we know is that he's in good spirits. He's all right, not sore or anything. So I don't think he's experiencing, you know, any um, 
any dizziness or anything like that. So I think he's, he's all right. Hey, good. Fraser, I, I suppose with Super Rugby being such a different setup throughout COVID, and this will be the first time uh, the squad, as you know it, as the Queensland Reds that have won a Super Rugby AU title, will go over to New Zealand. What's the feeling in the camp about crossing the ditch and playing New Zealand sides over there? Have you had, have you got that confidence, or is that going to be a focus this week? Uh, look, obviously, it's always a daunting task, and especially our group's quite young and and inexperienced in terms of playing over there. Um, but I think it's. We definitely it doesn't matter where we play. Like we're pulling on that maroon jersey, we've got a job to do, and that's pretty much just to play our style of footy, stick to the game plan, and, and do our jobs. And if we do that, we can beat anyone. So it doesn't really factor too much into um, you know the fact that we're going over there and playing in New Zealand against you know those two New Zealand sides. I think we just got to have belief and confidence in ourselves. Um, and obviously, maybe it might be on some of the boys' um, mind, but it's up to us probably more the experienced players to. You know, put them under our wing and, and be like, hey, guys, it's all right. Like, don't worry about it. Let's just do our job, focus on the small things, and, and, and the rewards will come. Now, mate, what, there's, a, there's been a, a bit of talk coming out of the camp, at least in the media type, um, around some potential unrest with some of the players towards Brad Thorne. Can we extinguish that, or is there a little bit of truth that, uh, in, you know, as far as your understanding goes? Oh, from my understanding, I don't think that's true at all. I know... Um, you know, sometimes media and, and leaks and leaks can just come out and rumours and gossip. Mm. You know, Drew, like that's just rugby. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of things come out and come out in the in the paper that aren't true, and then people just want to try to bite on that. But I think the only frustrations here in the camp is that we just haven't won, and in the yeah. past two games we're very we're just disappointed in ourselves. And um, you know, whatever the media sort of want to want to write about, you know, the coach and Thorny and all that sort of stuff, it's up to them. But it's not true. And I think just for us, if we win. That's when you know that st- people start talking about that. But just because we haven't won the past three weeks, um, which we're all disappointed, and people start writing about that. But you know, moving forward, we can't really do too much about that. It's just about you know, like I said, doing the small things well, and and not really worrying about the end result. Just doing the small things minute by minute, and hopefully we get that result. Yeah, nice. Look, let's just put that to bed. Extinguish it. It's a nothing story. I'm sick of hearing it. So uh, I'm sure you guys <laughs> well, are uh, as well. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, uh, hey, Fraser, coming into international season uh, pretty soon. I know you guys had a Wallabies camp recently and uh, there's been a lot of, you know, speaking of articles being written, there's been a few about yourself going up against hoops for that number seven spot. Um, in, in some ways, uh, that must be one of the, the biggest compliments ever, going, saying that the Australian captain, who, who's one of our greatest sevens of all time, uh, that you're really testing him for his spot. How excited are you to get that gold jersey on again for the games we've got coming up this year? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm an Australian and I've always wanted to play for the Wallabies and that's what I really want to do. I want to get some more minutes in our goal jersey and, you know, from all the coaches, what they've said to me is that I have to make it a tough decision and, and force their hand and I think I'm doing that. Um, with hoops and all that sort of stuff, I'm just eager to get and, you know, get under him and learn from him. It's not about me versus him. Like, he's done so much in the goal jersey and I fully respect everything he's done and I just want to keep learning off him and, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm like a newborn pup in terms of uh, international <laughs> experience. So, and he's, yeah, he's, he's an old, you know, old ball. So he knows everything about the game, and I'm definitely just want to try to soak up everything I can. And, you know, my time will come, but it, you know, at the moment he's been playing some unreal footy. Um, so I'd, all I want to do is just obviously keep competing and, and making him better, and he'll make me better. But yeah, just try to get in that gold jersey as much as I can as I can this year. 
Good, good on you, Fraser. Well, fantastic on uh, on a personal, personally fantastic season so far uh, in the Reds jersey there. And best of luck for the season ahead with those games ahead. Thank you for joining us on the show and go. And Fraser, just quickly, please uh, wish Mrs. McRide a happy Mother's Day from us as well. Yes, a happy I will. Mother's Day. <laughs> I will. I will. And appreciate you stepping out of the brunch, mate. Appreciate that. No, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Fraser McWright from the Queensland Reds there, Drew. What a nice guy. Yeah, he's a good fellow. And, and look, he's just another one. Much like, you know, you can see um, how much like he and Harry Harry Wilson and these kind of players are actually just out there and enjoying themselves. They're like, having fun. Yeah, and they, that's just like, look at transfers, man. Like, if you're enjoying yourself, if things are in, you know, if all your ducks are in a row and outside of footy and you're just, you're in a happy place, it's hard not to go out there and perform because you're just playing with freedom. You're playing, you know, you're expressing yourself and uh, and that's exactly what these guys are, um, are doing out there for the Reds. And whilst they're not getting the results as a team, they're still looking like they're enjoying themselves and that's why we play the game. Yeah, you got some of those uh, rumours to bed as well, didn't you, Drew? Nice well, one. I just like to extinguish that because it can be Fair a enough. bit of external noise. It's a little bit too loud. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back right after the break with the Super Rugby Wrap on SEN with Jimmy and Drew, the show and go. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Time now for the Super Rugby Wrap on The Show and Go. Back to the show and go on SEM with myself, Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell. It is time, Drew, for the Super Rugby Wrap and what a week that it's been so far. Where are we yes, kicking so off, Yes, so far because we've still got one more this afternoon. Uh, look, we have to, unfortunately, we have to kick off in uh, Auckland, in Auckland, Eden Park. Yeah. Blues versus Rebels versus Rabbles. Um, at Rebels. The, at the moment, mate. At the moment, 71 28. Like yeah, that's, that's inexcusable. But they did get off to a good start. I remember <laughs> I was texting you saying, God, this, this could be it. This could be their, their breakthrough. And then just bang. It's, it's 14 nil they're out to. And I get excited. You do get excited. And look, it's, I don't know. I just think from where we've been so far competing against the Kiwis hides, just to um, to capitulate and let them run away with uh, the, the game and the, in the fashion and the manner that they did. Um, the Blues were on song, like you've got to you've got to give it to them. But the, just like their offloading game, the, the fact that they're able to get those that many offloads away is because the tackles aren't dominant. You're not wrapping up, you're not chopping early, and then wrapping up second player. So disappointing, disappointing, disappointing from the Rebels. That's the sound of their season. Uh, next up on Friday night uh, was the Reds versus the Highlanders. We just spoke to Fraser McWright earlier. Uh, a disappointing loss for the Reds, and they've missed out on the bonus point on that one, 27-19. That could come back to bite them, I feel. And I think Fraser McWright touched on it very, very acutely that those those points just before halftime and after, that's where you win games, Drew. Yeah, look, and, and effectively it's where you lose games as well, right? Like um, it's it has been a, a bit of a struggle to watch the last three weeks. And I think, I mean, it's, this isn't on this young fella at 10's, um, shoulders like it's not Lawson Crichton's fault that you know since James been injured they've they've effectively lost their form. But why why have the Reds not been blooding a ten for the last couple of seasons? Why have they not got a, an actual ready made ten to stand in in the event that James O'Connor gets injured, who's thirty two and had a history of injuries? Like they needed to have someone ready, and I just think it's been probably a little bit unfair to have um, you know Lawson Crichton's first go at ten 
to be up against the Kiwi teams and, you know, in a, in a team that's probably struggling a little bit. You, you take out Hunter Paisami, take out Taniela Tupo. James O'Connor. James O'Connor. And, and so. of course, you're going to struggle. And then, you know, like even like, you know, Tate McDermott coming off just after the 50-minute mark as well. Um, you know, that's that, that was a pretty telling substitute, I thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, next up was a, a, a win for the Waratahs, the first since April 2015, I think it was. I know that's a big statistic given that it was Moana Pacifica that they beat 26 to 20. Uh, it was a, it was a tough, tight game and that Moana Pacifica team uh, are, are a strong attacking team. I know I wouldn't want to get in any of their way, but uh, the, the, the Tars found a way to win. And that's what I like about the Waratahs this season. It, it, it probably wasn't uh, their most polished performance, but they got the win, Drew. Yeah, look, that, that was 17 points down. 17-nil, um, Moana Pacifica got out to. So to be able to come together, reset and and refocus on next goal, next next job, that type of thing, and then just incrementally find their way back into the game, find, find the lead, and then get themselves in front and then and hold on as well. Like, Look, I, I know they've been using a bit of a term, tar-tough. You know, Diane Coleman's coined it. And sometimes these little cute phrases can be exactly that, just a cute little phrase with not much depth or substance to it. But now I think with the performances the Waratahs are putting in and – this this win was off the back of defence. Like they, oh, great absolutely stood together. They stood strong, and then they were repelling any of the threats that Moana Pacifica were throwing at them. So tar tough is a thing, and it's uh, and it's it's su- somewhat surprising given they didn't win a game last year, and that was because of a lack of intent. Um, intensity and all types of things uh, in, in their defence last year. So yeah. good on them and the changes they made. And uh, they've, they've leapfrogged the Reds on the season ladder. And uh, Charlie Gamble, a big reason for that, I yeah. feel. Uh, next up, a, a, a win for the Brumbies over in New Zealand, 38-28 to 28 over the Chiefs. Brumbies looking good. Another win for Australian rugby. I think Aussie teams are starting to be taken that little bit more seriously by New Zealand super rugby teams with wins yeah. like this. Look, our, our Aussie teams have been taken seriously by New Zealand Super Rugby teams, perhaps not New Zealand rugby pundits and, pundits fans, and fans. But, yep. but look, when performances like the Brumbies, um, like they keep happening, I think they're getting they're as close to an eighty-minute team that we've got here in Australia, and uh, they keep proving that. Uh, next up was uh, 53-15 Crusaders over the force win. When we spoke to Richie Moanga last week, we did say I wouldn't want to be the force this week. <laughs> it kind of blew, blew out a bit towards the end. That scoreline uh, I don't think was a, a real representation. But, um, you know, I saw an interview with Twiggy Forrest, uh, the owner of the force, who is excited for that next edge next year as, as they uh, as they bring in Simon Cron. They brought it up, uh, you know, at, at halftime there. I think that change couldn't come soon enough. Well, yeah, yes, yes and no. I, I, on that interview with uh, Twiggy Forrest, I reckon he had a couple under his belt, yes. to mind, mind <laughs> you. My opinion only, of course. But, um, look, that 18-15, they were in it um, just after the halftime break. So for it to, to blow out, Will Jordan, hat-trick, uh, Lester Fanger, Nuku, yeah. hat-trick. And, look, they're, they're a form side. Yeah, absolutely indeed. And then we've got the Hurricanes versus Fiji and Drew at one thirty-five. PM this afternoon for your Mother's Day. We'll be back right after the break. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Show and Go with Jimmy Galvin and Drew Mitchell on SEN. Welcome back to The Show and Go with myself, Jimmy Galvin, and Rooster Mitchell. Oh, change up. Yeah, Rooster. 
Rooster. Drew, Drewster the Rooster. That's it. I like that one. Let's give next week's <laughs> matches a preview in Super Rugby. Well, you know what? Let's actually kick it off because Tuesday night, uh, mm. the Wallaroos have Japan at Bond University, their last hit out before um, they, they head over to New Zealand. So that will be a fantastic Yeah, make sure you tune in for that. The girls are in form and they're looking to put one on over the Japanese uh, only, what, four days after, the, after their first game. So yeah. make sure you tune in on stand. Uh, on Friday night, the Highlanders have the force uh, over in Dunedin. That's going to be a tough matchup for the force, Drew. Yeah, look, that'll be a tough one. Highlanders, uh, again, going down over the weekend, so they'll be looking to bounce back. And then this is perhaps the match of the year so far, the yeah. Brumbies against the Crusaders. Ooh, ooh, Crusaders ooh. found themselves back in form. Brumbies in form. It's in Canberra as well. Spoke to Scott Robertson on our broadcast last night he sort of said this the Brumbies this is the game that we've all, like they always want to play this steeped in history between these two teams so that's one certainly not to miss oh I'm excited 7:45 on Friday night just don't make plans on Friday night I'd, I'd recommend it to you uh, next up on Saturday at 2.35 p.m., the Fijian Drua uh, versus Moana Pacifica, the two entered teams this year. I think that will be a feisty battle. Two entered teams, but two entertaining teams as well. Oh, like so that that'll, be, uh, that'll be certainly one with, um, I would assume, to be pretty high scoring and uh, an entertaining game. Saturday, 5.05 p.m., the Blues versus the Reds over in Auckland. I think that will be an interesting match. I think the Reds will want some people back yeah. Uh, that game. Yeah, well, hopefully Fraser McWright is right in saying that James O'Connor is <laughs> going to come back with Hunter Pysarmi. You see what no, I'm doing you're here? You're on fire. And uh, then, <laughs> and then look, Saturday, uh, the evening game, 7.45 at Leichhardt Oval. Waratah is taking on the Hurricanes. That'll be a pretty oh, good one too. I am so pumped. Are you going to get as drunk as you were last time at Leichhardt? I wasn't drunk last time at Leichhardt. Oh, was, mate, your not. nose is growing. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was uh, I was well behaved. I got excited seeing my team beat <laughs> oh, the Crusaders. That what it was, it was excitement, it was? Drew. Uh, but I'll be out there. And I know the fans are coming out in force for that one. I, I've spoken to the Waratahs guys and tickets are absolutely flying. So uh, I think you're commentating that one. So maybe we'll steer clear of each other out there on match day <laughs> then, Drew. And to round off the, uh, the week of Super Rugby is the Rebels versus the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, we already have our concerns for the Rebels. Um, I think that will be a tough game. Let's hope they show a bit more heart than they did earlier. Yeah, well, look, they've, they've got to bounce back, right? That's a good thing about rugby. In a week, you can turn things around. So let's hopefully, hope for those guys and, and you know, for the supporters' sake that they do. Absolutely. Well, what a fantastic show with you again, Drew. I love spending Sundays with you, Jimmy. I love Sunday mornings with you too, mate. Well, yeah. I, I might even pop by and see you later this afternoon. If Always you're welcome. Well, guys, thanks for listening in to the show and go on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on SEN with myself, Jimmy Galvin, Andrew Mitchell. Now you go and have yourselves a great Mother's Day and enjoy your Sunday. We'll see you next week.